morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Johnny Crypto, Billy, also known as the Chart Master, and Jackie, the Crypto Juggernaut, also known as the Queen of 3T. So I am very excited for today's episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how China and Fidelity are changing the world for NFTs, now leveraging this new technology through government-backed blockchains. Is this only the beginning of centralized digital assets? The digital dollar is now closer than ever, as the leader of the U.S. CBDC project states it's only a matter of time before a global launch. The SEC is asking the court to keep the Hinman details sealed, stating it could be devastating for future crypto legislation. And we have some groundbreaking news out of the Ukraine today, as Zelensky is working with BlackRock to become an official member of the World Economic Forum, leveraging plans to rebuild Ukraine post-war with Russia. We show our listeners the crypto connections to build back better, using XLM and XRP as possible settlement solutions. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So guys, I cannot wait until my camera is working again, but that will have to be until Monday morning, Johnny Crypto. So we're going to get this show started the same way we always do. How are you feeling this morning, my friend? I'm feeling good. Got a little bit of a headache back here, you know, but I'll do the best I can. But hopefully, first of all, good morning to all the Warrior Maniacs out there. Hopefully, they're doing well. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys. And look at that joyful Jackie. Always with a smile. But I'm super excited because we got the man. I haven't seen this man in so long. At first, I was like, oh, shit, we got a stranger on the show. Billy, love to have you back, brother. It's great to see you. I'm so excited to hop into it with you. Man, the conversations we can have could be really, really interesting. I can't And we're going to have some interesting conversations today, whether it's BlackRock, Ukraine, or two of our favorite currencies, Stellar and Ripple, Johnny Crypto. But first, we're going to say what's up to Jackie. Jackie, always happy to see your face. How are you feeling? Feeling good. Um, the ladies are sad, Abs. Your face isn't on the screen. That's why that's why half of our audience shows up. No, <laughs> that's why I put well, the that's picture. True. I'm not just kidding. It's so true. But good to be here, guys. I, I love every day that I get to see my team. So super excited for today's show. Thank you, Jackie. Always happy to have you on. And we got Billy the Chart Master in the building. Billy, it's been too long, my friend. That's why we changed you from the expert to the master. Thank you for making time for us this morning. How are you feeling? Bro, been blessed, man. Kind of under the weather, coming on the backside of things. Uh, had a blessed Christmas and just glad to be back, man. We've been working on some behind the scene things, building some stuff out in the academy. And bro, we're changing lives every day. It's, it's, it's a blessing, man. Blessings on blessings on blessings right now. Awesome, guys. And we're going to get this show started the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. You get access to every single member of our team. Go smash that follow button. We love talking to you. The Bitcoin Fear and Greed Index has not moved a single point in the last week, Johnny Crypto. We may need to cut that segment from the show unless that thing starts moving. But we're going to dive into the total coin market cap. We are sitting below $800 billion at $799 billion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 40% dominance. Ethereum is about 18%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at $16,600. Ethereum, $1,200. XRP is $0.34. Cents. Cardano, another major hit this morning at $0.24. Cents. Chainlink, $6. And Quant Network is $111. Johnny Crypto, I'm going to you, my friend, and then we're going right to Billy. What are you watching this morning, and does anything stick out to you? Uh, you know, this one I've been watching for a while now, ICP is one of the ones I've uh, always had my eye on abs, and, you know, I started DCA into it a couple of weeks ago around the you know lows, and uh, I still like it in this range, so I'm still picking up, but guys do not do what I do. Not financial advice, we're not financial advisors, but me personally, I've been looking at that one. I'm I still have my eye on flow and DYDX. So those are a few that I'm just continuing to DCA in or will continue to DCA in as we continue in this flat to downward trend. Like we're in a trendless uh spot right here as we continue to go sideways. But you know, it's a good time to uh Bye. At the same time, I want to give a shout out to our man Gonzo. I know he's out there pumping away in the chat room. Gonzo, we love you, brother. Hey, shout out to Gonzo. So much love for that man. But Billy, I got to get an opinion from you. It's been a while since we had you on the show. I'm not really wondering what projects you're looking at, but what do you think about the overall bear market we're all experiencing? We had uh, Waters Above on the show yesterday, and he thinks we're going to get a final leg down to about 13,000 between February and April of 2023, and that could finally be our bottom. But you're the chart master, so what are you seeing? 
Uh, first of all, to Kent and Clutter, yes, I do listen to Yellow Wolf. Uh, not so much Kid Rock, old school. But yeah, I listen to Yellow Wolf. Uh, this, this is something we've been talking about. So, um, you know, the crypto market, we'll, we'll say, is crashed. We'll say the stock market is crashed. I've been saying this for months now. <clears throat> In order for us to go from one type of currency to another type of currency, they both have to plummet because you have to do a transition of value to the other, right? So what do they do? They create crypto as an alternative. Then they create the fear and they tell you what's wrong with it. Then they create the problem Then they come in, they tell you they're going to fix the problem, but they have to crash it first. Right. And then they tell you the dollar is worthless and it's not worth anything. And then if they take us off the petrol dollar, what do we do? We go right into the value of crypto, which is going to lend crypto crypto to explode. So seeing the markets down, I know in the fear and greed index, you guys were what at a 34, I think it was um, this morning in the stock market, we were at a 31. Um, but it's the, the end of the year, you know, we're past Christmas. A lot of people have been buying things that more money will come back into the market um, after the first year. We've been saying that we thought the flip side uh, of everything, the stock market, Bitcoin, everything was going to be after the first of the year. We need to get through this cycle. The thing that I don't like about like about the stock market is we don't have any positive news, any positive information. There's no administration changes. There's no policy changes that's going to come. That lends more credibility to crypto. That lends more, I don't want to say volatility, but more price action for crypto coming up in the future. Yeah, their stocks are going to move, but to have the you know thousand percent moves when we go into the bear market is going to be something. Um, as far as Bitcoin dropping, we said back in May, uh, I did a chart analysis that I I felt like Bitcoin was going to hit 10k. I still feel like that. You know, um, if we even if we don't hit 10k, the fact that we we are where we are now is the best time to dollar cost average in, into any project. I don't care what project you're in right now. As long as you've done your homework and you've done your research and you know why you're in the project, now is the time to dollar cost average in. Is this the bottom? No one's going to know. We're all making guesses out here. Um, do we know when it's going to come? No, we don't. But we know we've had one of the greatest pullbacks that we've had since 2008. We're going to have a little bit more. That pain threshold's got to be just a little bit greater for us to get through all this. Um, but if we can remain comfortable in the uncomfortable right now, we're going to be filthy, stinking rich, guys. Like it, it's going to be life changing things that are going to happen. Um, and it's not just XRP. Like, don't get caught up in all that. It's it's crypto as a whole. As long as your crypto has utility in it, you you your life's going to change. man. you just got to weather the storm right now. And Billy, there's some really exciting news on the front as we are going to get regulation in 2023. And I think that's going to shape the way this entire market moves going forward. But Jackie, I'd love to get some thoughts from you. We got 130 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Thank you for being here on this vacation week. But Jackie, I'd love to get some news from you. Solana's been taking a major hit, and there are some thoughts as to why people are dumping that token. Before we get into the news for today, what's that mean to you? Um, yeah, I would say Solana is definitely struggling. Every every cryptocurrency is struggling right now. Um, but yes, they are definitely in the spotlight. I am someone who is willing to take a little bit of a gamble on Solana. Um, I mean, the cases are out there for why people should want Solana, things like that. The tech's not as good as other cryptocurrencies. Sure, I've heard it all. I know. Um, but I am I am willing to kind of put a little bit of my money in there when we do reach a bottom or dollar cost average on the way down. So we'll see what happens, man. I'm not I'm not going to take a guess on what's going to happen um, come 2024, 2025. I mean, I'm I'm spread enough. Um, but not too much around in other cryptocurrencies that I'm just, I'm just, you know, I'm kind of having fun and and making my my speculative guesses here and there. So like everyone else is doing, nobody has a complete clear picture on what's going to happen. Well, when you talk about speculation, we can talk about it all day with this next article as we got some pretty big news out of the SEC. The SEC wants to keep the speech materials sealed in a battle with Ripple. The United States SEC has filed a motion seeking to have materials sealed to the Hinman speech, claiming the public dissemination of these documents would hamper the ability of its officials to express themselves and debate with candor and openness. So to put that back in English, Johnny Crypto, and then we'll dive into the details of this article. What they're stating here is that a lot of SEC officials made definitive decisions behind the scenes, not only in internal documents, but during internal conversations. And what could happen is they could have stated, well, Bitcoin is a security or Ethereum is a security. And if that comes out, they get pigeonholed into the corner. I'd love to hear what that means to you, Johnny. Do you think the SEC is wrong for not wanting these documents to be released? Uh, it's a bunch of horse bullshit. I mean, if you're going to put stuff in writing, you have to be able to live by what you say. That's just the bottom line. Obviously, they have something to hide there. 
we all probably know it's got something to do with something being a security and something not being a security. So, you know, I just wish somebody would leak the damn thing so we could get this whole thing over with. But unfortunately, you know, this one doesn't get leaked. It's pretty amazing. Um, so I don't know, Abs. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I think these agencies have to be careful when they put stuff in writing because there's always that risk that the stuff could come out. And the reality is, you know, what's wrong with the truth? Let's have it. Let's just get it out there. Let's just let it happen. So uh, I don't think we're ever going to see the Hinman emails. Probably not until after the lawsuit is over. That's when it will come out, when it won't matter. But um, I did hope that the, the access of the Hinman emails by the Ripple team would have ended this case sooner or put a lot of pressure on the SEC to settle right. with them. And, you know, we're not seeing that yet. So it'll be interesting to see how it's going to play out. So do you think that's any indication of what Ripple might know about these documents? We see the SEC fighting so hard to not get these released to the general public, but if there was something definitive in there, why wouldn't Ripple have that additional leverage since those documents were released, Johnny? You know, it makes you wonder, would the case be going in a different way if they didn't have it? So that's the thing. It's always hard to judge when we're sitting in this situation. It could, which to be honest with you, Ripple's in a really, really good position. If it wasn't for those emails, Maybe Ripple's in a really, really bad position and we're going to court. You know, so I don't know. It's hard to say because we don't have access to know what's going on there. But when you look at the reactions and the words that came out from the Ripple legal team after that Hinman email came out, boy, they were pretty harsh. The, the things that were said in that by from Brad and from uh, the legal team kind of led you to believe that those emails were incriminating. But again, we don't know. But I think... Ripple is sitting in a high position, and I think maybe the reason why we haven't seen a settlement yet is they know they have some really, really good concrete um, information on their side or evidence to win the thing. And if they don't get exactly what they want, they may say, hey, you know what? We're going to court because they may feel that strong. And if not do abs, we don't want that because if that happens, as we've talked about on this show, then we get a Then we get, you know, if they win it, then it goes to an appeal and then another appeal. And this thing will drag on for another year to two years. You know what's interesting is is we've moved from a regulation trial to a Hinman email being a release trial. Yeah. If, this, if these emails get released, SEC's done. They're done. Um, and I agree with Johnny 100%. I think Ripple, they know exactly what's in there. That's why they fought so hard. Um, and this is this is now it they flipped the they flipped the whole script. It is now a lawsuit against the SEC and what documents we can get released. Regulations are there. I think we've already won the case. We just got to go through the detail part of it. Um, but like Johnny said, you're not going to go to war against the SEC and put this type of money up if you don't have some kind of smoking gun in your back pocket. Um, it's just it's too big of an entity to play with and too many too many liabilities are on the, on the line to not have something. And the fact that all their lawyers, like most of their team or a, a majority of their team actually came from the SEC. So the fact that they know how the SEC moves, how they operate, um, where to look for specific paperwork and specific emails lends a lot of credibility. But it's it's crazy to me how we switch from it's not about regulations. It's about we want those fucking emails now. And it switched to protecting investors, to protecting their own behinds. But we got 178 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Billy, you made a great point. What could be in those emails? Well, if William Hinman's speech back in 2018 is any indication of what he believes, Ethereum is not a security, according to William Hinman. And I believe that's what some of these internal documents revealed. But what else did they say about decentralized currencies such as XRP and Stellar? That could be some information that the SEC is working on hiding. But Jackie, I'd love to get your opinion. How do you feel about the SEC being requested to hand over these documents, yet they're filing an appeal? Yeah, because they hung themselves with those emails, obviously. Um, I, I think uh, Johnny and Billy said it perfectly. Um, you know, they're, they're probably pushing it out and Ripple is kind of going along with that. I mean, it gives them more time to develop, right? It gives them more time to set themselves up in an even better way. The longer this gets pushed out, um, the more time they have to to build their company and, and spread themselves across, across the globe. I, I mean, in their minds, if it's a one, if it's a one done and deal case, then, you know, they're just going to continue. No, no grout off their backs or anything like that. So um, yeah, I think they hung themselves with the email and it's just a matter of time until that comes out. Johnny, you brought up something interesting, which was Brad Garlinghouse has been making some bold statements ever since these documents were released. And we're about to show our listeners that right now It's the wall street journal for months said Gary Gensler claimed to have authority over crypto and warmed about self-dealing at exchanges 
Why didn't he investigate FTX? Brad Garlinghouse said this is 100% too. It's ridiculous and frankly shameful that Chair Gary Gensler was touting the SEC's enforcement actions as the top cop on the beat. Yet when he met with Sam Bankman-Fried and FTX multiple times, he was caught completely flat-footed when the alleged fraud finally came to light. So it's really interesting, Johnny, as to why this man thinks he can properly regulate crypto when there's never been an example of him proper, properly regulating anything in this industry. I'd love to get some thoughts from you, and then we'll dive into our next topic. Well, you know, when you're trying to classify someone that's on this meter, okay, right, and we know where he is all the way down at the bottom right here. You know, when you're on the on the rat snake weasel index meter, uh, the rea- at the end anyway, the bottom of it, the bottom line is it doesn't matter. He can do whatever he wants. And he's going to get away with it, right? Look at look at all the conversation and all the stuff. Everybody's talking about this guy. And he's the Teflon Don. He's untouchable for the most part. Unless the president wants to move him, we're stuck with this guy. And, uh, and the reality is he does what he wants. And, or I should say, he's done what he's told to do. And so... I don't, I, yeah, it is disgusting. It, it bugs the hell out of me that companies like FTX got a free pass and he was meeting with them, right? And knew what was going on. And then companies that are really trying to do good for the universe, they're really, really trying to do good for society, like, you know, Ripple and their technology. These guys are getting, you know, going, going after and everybody else gets a free pass. It just, eh, it just gives me a headache to talk about. I don't want to talk about it anymore. It's so frustrating to be honest with the abs because there's no justice here. It really, really sucks. Billy, do you have any closing remarks on this article? I just wanted to point out the fact that it is unprecedented, according to Brad Garlinghouse, to receive 12 amica briefs submitted against the SEC. And I think that's because some of the claims they're making are just boldly false claims. But, Billy, why don't you just take us home on this topic? Uh, mute button, Billy. No, you know what? I think Billy's frozen. No, oh, there he is. I was going to say, the government is the most powerful force in the universe. They will literally tell you what they're going to do show you the paperwork, and then we'll do nothing about it. Um, it's it's one of those things. The SEC is one of the most powerful alphabet companies out there. Um, now, that's part of the reason they don't want the, the Hinman emails released because then it takes their, their credibility away from them. But anytime someone has a role of a power or authority figure, they're not they're going to exercise that power until they get their hand smacked or they just get their head chopped. And that's exactly what he's doing. He is a top cop. There is no regulations put in place. So until there are, he is the man and he can act like the man. And the bad thing about that is all those men are bought and paid for. I mean, I don't I don't have any faith in the political system. When you can come into the political system and be broke and then come out being a millionaire, you know, something's wrong. Um, And I I think that's what all this is continues to be. Billy, people often say that this market is so volatile due to regulation. But when you look at the stock market in 2022, some of these projects have performed much worse than crypto. Projects like Peloton, Beyond Meat, Coinbase, Lemonade, Robinhood, Snapchat Inc. These are some companies that are down over 90% in a 12-month time frame. And people are claiming that regulation for the crypto industry is what's going to solve the problem of volatility. I'd love for you to speak to that, and then we'll kick it to Jackie. No, it's... it's... Bro, we're in a recession. We're in some of the highest inflation we've ever seen. We have interest rates like we've never seen. And unfortunately, here's here's how this works, right? We have a supply and demand, right? And when inflation happens, you have to bring that price down, especially when interest rates are happening. You can't get rid of inventory, right? All you can do is lower the price of goods. So how do you how do you take care of that? You have to fire people. That's that's just how it works. And unfortunately, that's what's going to happen. A lot of people are going to lose their jobs. That's the only way to bring the cost of things down. Um, anytime you have a market, anytime you have traded goods, you, you take the chance of the market, you know, going up and down. Anytime goods go to a, a price that's absorbent, you know, in a thousand times more than what they're supposed to be and they're above the, the moving average that they're supposed to be at, you're going to have that fall. You know, and with interest rates going up, people can't afford to buy things. No one's buying it anymore. So if they're not buying it, your product stays on the shelf. Now, you look at some of these. Carvana. No one wants to go buy a car out of a fucking vending machine right now because you can't afford the interest rate on it. Peloton. Who wants to get on their exercise bike when they can't afford to put gas in their fucking car and I have to pay a subscription base for Peloton? Who wants to eat Beyond Meat when I think it's human meat at this point after the conversation we had earlier? Look at Coinbase. Coinbase was trying to get regulations with the government, was meeting with them, and still fucking got sued. And, you know, Robinhood is horrible. Snap, you have... um, you have TikTok out now. So beyond those other things, it doesn't matter what you do. If there's a bad business plan, bad practices in place, or you're just 
Not and really. Just to add to what you said, I'm going to kick it right back to you. A lot of these stocks were overinflated with fake money. We print, we turned the money press on and we dumped into stocks like Snapchat and Beyond Meat chasing a pump. I remember during the summer of 2020, I was still operating in the stock market, trading stocks actively. Beyond Meat was one of the biggest conversations in the market. Not only was it going to have a great year, but it was going to be the replacement for traditional meat. Here we are just, what, two years later, and that company is down over 95%. And to me, honestly, it's not a surprise. It's not, man. I lost some of the – I had one of my biggest losses ever on Beyond Meat. That's when they were coming into the Del Tacos and I believe the Burger Kings, and they were big in Canada. That was their test market at the time, and it was just a, a complete – just a complete failure, man. Um, and that can happen with any company. It doesn't matter if it's crypto. A lot of people, I will say a lot of it does have to do with regulations um, as far as the the volatility part of it. Because if you look at the stock market, it took time for it to, to get down this far. You know, we, we had to see certain things. Um, so it, it's still there. It's just not the volatility that is there within within crypto because it is such an absorbent amount of money there. It takes time to move all that money. Johnny Crypto, we got 236 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Anybody who knows Johnny Crypto's story knows in 1997, this man had the opportunity to be a billionaire, yet here he is today sitting with us on our show. And I'm only teasing. You can't see my face, but that is a joke, Johnny Crypto. Jackie, I'd love to get some thoughts from you, and then we're going to go into our next topic. Always happy to have you on the show. It's actually true, though. I'm, a, I'm still a peasant because I went and stole my <laughs> Amazon at $27. So there's definitely some truth there. Hey, we love you, Johnny Crypto. There's no mistakes. There's no such thing as a mistake, right? You're right. Every failure is a lesson learned. That's correct. Thanks, Jackie. I'd love to get some thoughts from you on these on these uh, collapsing stocks here. People claim that crypto, it's a volatility issue due to regulation. Obviously, that's not the case. But what does it mean to you that during a recession, we can see some of the largest stocks in America take a 90% hit? And that's exactly what it is. I mean, Billy said it. It's a recession. Um, everything is down right now. Uh it, and it's funny, this is, this is you know, human psychology. Everyone points the finger at crypto right now because that's the thing to point the finger at. Every, all news is, all, all your news is about crypto, crypto being down so much and, oh my gosh, it's a big scam and, you know, nobody wants to actually, you know, pull pull the curtain back and oh my gosh the whole stock market's down like it in in our you know our economy looks terrible right now so it's just a matter of finger pointing and what to put the blame on um when in reality yeah everything's overinflated. that's exactly what's going to happen is you know they're they're trying to crash the dollar right now every company has to take cuts to payroll because you know everything everything is down everything um inflation is high rent is a ton of money gas is a ton of money so you know everyone's taking a hit right now so billy i'd love oh sorry jackie no go ahead i was gonna say billy i'd love to get some thoughts from you because we brought up the conversation how everything was overinflated when the money press was on well they've turned the money press off and a lot of these stocks are they undervalued in your opinion and then close us out on this topic uh a lot of them are, are undervalued right now if you if you look at some of the drops that we've had um we're at some serious lows right now, some serious lows. Like if you want to check out one, go check out SINT and look what the price of that used to be and look where it is now. And uh, nobody's selling it. Like if you look, there's only been, what, uh, 67 shares sold in the last two years. And look where that, that thing used to be and look where it is now. Um, as far as this, here's what I will say. I said back in January, everybody get out of your long-term position in stocks. Um, that's when the slippage started. Nobody would be saying a word if we had Merlin and our exit strategies would have been hit and we would have been taking profits along the way. We got caught up just like everybody else did. And that's why everybody was sore at crypto is because they didn't take profits when they had the chance. Hence why Merlin is going to be such a, a success moving forward is because you will have those exit strategies. There's one thing you learn as a day trader is take profits when you have them. Um, and no, it's, it's no different than in the crypto world. Take the profits when you have them, unless you're just holding it for the long term. If not, don't bitch about it. We told you it was coming. We knew it was going to drop. The bear cycle was coming. It's just one of those things, you know. If you're paying attention to XRP every day, what are you really doing? Because you know it's going to take time for utility to kick in regulations. Um, that's the only thing that gets me about people sometimes is when you complain, it's because you didn't take profits when you had the chance to take profits. <coughs> now those profits are gone. Um, just educate yourself. Learn when to take profits. If you're not taking profits, then know you're in it for the long haul. Quit being fucking emotional. You're an investor, right? Do what you're supposed to do. Get out of your emotions and understand what you're doing. Um, you have a plan in place. If you're not taking profits, you're not a day trader. You're an investor. 
understand what you are. Yeah, Billy, Billy's so spot on there. That was my biggest problem whenever I was in any market is I never, never, never knew when to take profits. Of course, the one time I did an Amazon, the freaking, that's probably why I don't take it. That's why I don't sell anymore because after selling Amazon, I'm like, damn, I'm not selling nothing no more. But the reality is, you know, you have to do what Billy said. You have to take the emotion out of the market. And that's what we're trying to do with Merlin. It will help you to take the emotion out of the market because it's going to, it's going to force you to create, not force you, but it's going to help you. It's going to have a tool so you can make exit strategy. And now it's up to you to follow it. You have to follow it. And let me tell you, that's the hardest part. Is I told the story yesterday in the show. We created exit plans in the academy, and that's probably one of the one of the biggest things I'm so grateful for, for being part of the academy is coaching when we put the exit strategy together. It forces you to create one, and then now you have a plan in front of you. Now you have to execute it. That's the second element, and that's so hard to do because I didn't want to hit the sell button. But I eventually did, and it's the best thing I did because, you know, Cardano's down 90%, so I'm glad I did it. But, guys, if you don't follow your exit plan, like Billy said, you're just you're basically just going to be somebody else's liquidity. And so that's what, the, that's what the message is. Don't be somebody else's liquidity. Follow your exit plans when you create one. Get the emotion out of the market, and you're going to be such a better, better, better investor, trader, whatever you want to be because of it. Thank you, Johnny. And I think a different conversation we could have right now is something about the exit strategy itself. A lot of times when we go through a bull market, we'll experience these 10x gains and we're sitting there waiting for that last three, four, five X. And the reality is if we had an exit strategy where we had a ladder and we were taking 10% profit at specific price points, that's how you survive this market. But we're about to dive into our most important story for today as we're going to break down some of the connections between Stellar, Ukraine, BlackRock, and the World Economic Forum. But before we do that, we got 238 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. When we talk about the world changing and happening right before our eyes, they put it in the mainstream media. And this is a prime example of that as Zelensky announces he's planning to join the World Economic Forum in Davos to sign a new post-war loan with BlackRock. Now, Johnny, that title pretty much speaks for itself. But when you talk about the use of Stellar, we're about to draw the connections. On Wednesday, it was revealed that Ukrainian President Zelensky's government is preparing to participate in January's World Economic Forum meeting in Davos and that the Ukrainian leader is in talks with BlackRock CEO Larry Fink regarding new efforts following the war with Russia. Zelensky said that in, in an evening address to the nation, specialists of this company are already helping Ukraine to restructure after the after post-war with Russia. Now, Johnny, immediately I thought of this article right here where the Ukrainian commercial banks were testing digital currencies built on XLM. And that's why I think this is so important for our listeners. One of the things I think is really important to understand is that price is not going to move until we get full utility. Testing small amounts of transactions on these networks is not going to move the price. So a lot of people are going to say if they're using it in Ukraine, why haven't we seen any price movement? There's your example right there. But Johnny, let's have a conversation about this. First, Zelensky is joining the World Economic Forum, and we know that Ripple and Stellar are the two cryptocurrencies involved there. What does that mean to you, my friend? Well, okay. Wow. There's a ton to unpack there. So let's start with number one. So, so this is called kissing the ring, right? So he gets to go to the WF, WF. He's now part of the big boys. He's in the group. He's in with the elites. He did what he was supposed to do, and they let him in the group. So, so as George Carlin said, there's one big club, and you and I ain't in it. We're not, but he is. He's in it, all right? So just know who's in the club. So kudos to him for getting to join his, you know, the club that he wanted to be in, I guess. Um, in terms of bringing this back to cryptocurrency, because I think that's what we're all here for, and that's all that matters is, um, it you know, no surprise here, Abs, that I think they said this was going to be a commercial bank and it was going to be peer-to-peer. And I don't know if that was peer-to-peer, meaning peer-to-peer to banks or peer-to-peer, meaning banks to consumer. Um, I do believe it was banks to consumer. Okay, so that would make 100%, 100% total sense. And that's actually what uh, <coughs> you hear Coach talking about all the time, that XRP would be more of cross-border payment, right, from, from bank to bank over the cross over the borders. Versus XLM would be bank to consumer. And then there you go. So you're starting to see the whole story that coach has been talking about for the two years that I've been part of the academy. The whole thing is, You're starting to see it actually play out, Abs. And there's another one we played at you and were out about two weeks ago where we also showed XLM was being used. Oh, God, I can't remember what country it was now. But the same thing. It was peer. It was going to be from person to person. It was in one of the countries that has a bunch of unbanked people. So this is the second example now, Abs. Not one, but two. Yep. Of XLM starting to be implemented for people to people. 
And uh, so it's just like, oh, my God, coach, you're so spot on. It's amazing. But, yeah, you're starting to see it come, come to fruition. Billy, I'd love to give you the open floor. What does this article mean to you, my friend? Bro, I can unpack so much here. I'm going to try to keep it contained because uh, my conspiracy flags and spidey senses are going crazy on this one, man. Uh, Zelensky is a fucking puppet, dude. If you go look at his YouTube, any grown-ass man is going to get in a leather fucking outfit and dance around like a damn little monkey for everybody is a complete idiot and has no business running a fucking country. That's just my personal opinion on it. Um, when you start getting in bed with the WEF, like Johnny said, that's the big boys, man. Um, the only way, because here's my conspiracy side of it. Ukraine is going to be absolutely destroyed if someone doesn't come in there and help them. Uh, Russia's going to obliterate them at some point in time. They're not going to stop. There's a lot of bad shit happening in Ukraine. And I won't go down the conspiracy or the political side of it. Just Ukraine is a hub for a lot of bad things. Um, believe it, not believe it. I don't care. That's just my opinion about it. Um, in order to move the money like they moved, remember, they were move, moving money through FTX and FB, SBF to get to the Democratic Party yep. during everything that happened. And then they crashed it. You have to have another way to move money. The only way you're going to be able to move money is through the digital side of it. Now, the peer to peer. I've always thought XLM was going to be the peer-to-peer, -peer, and I think XRP will be the bank-to-bank -bank transfer. Um, when you get the World Economic Forum into things like this and you start taking loans from BlackRock, you are no longer a country or entity into yourself. You are owned by BlackRock. Hence, and just a little brief history, in order for us to even go into the war to free the slaves in the North and South in the Civil War, we had to take a loan out on our country in order to even make the war happen. Um, it's, it's no different. Ukraine is going to be bought and paid for by the WF and by BlackRock. BlackRock's going to, in my opinion, own Ukraine, and then anything's going to go. Um, that's the only way that you stop all the onslaught that's coming into Ukraine. And a lot of that's conspiracy, and a lot of that's my own opinion and things. Um, but the fact that they've already been caught moving money, they've already been caught lying, they've already been caught having... Um, uh, labs there to create different viruses, not even the COVID. COVID was there, though, but other viruses in play. And the fact that we moved so much money there, and that's not even touching the Nazi party side of things. Like, that's a whole different thing. And none of that is conspiracy. Every one of those are factual statements that you guys can go look up. Ukraine is a hub of shit. 100%, Billy. And you always say, oh, that may be conspiracy. That's why you're so valuable, right? These different perspectives, they open up people's eyes. And one of the things that you cannot dispute is that BlackRock currently controls over $11 trillion worth of assets. And there's only two countries on the planet who control more value than that. That is China and the United States. So BlackRock is actually the third most powerful entity on planet Earth. But Jackie, I'm showing a pretty interesting article here as Ripple is now an official partner of the World Economic Forum. And in 2015, the World Economic Forum awarded Ripple a Technology Pioneers Award. So I do not think it's a surprise that whenever we see these CBDC pilots, we can draw the stellar and Ripple connections. But how do you feel about the Zelensky news and the fact that he's trying to join the World Economic Forum? Yeah, I feel like Johnny had touched it um, right on the head. So same as Billy. I mean, this is when you start seeing, you know, new people added into into groups and things like that. The, that's a key point right there to pay attention to. Um there was a comment in there about CBDCs coming to Ukraine. I think that that's going to be the next news that we see coming from this. You know, they're putting the people in the right place. I mean, um, Brad Garlinghouse was at the World Economic Forum. Then we started seeing a whole bunch of things with Ripple, you know, development technology coming into place. Um, so I think the same thing is going to come about with this. Uh, we'll start seeing some stuff about Ukraine, you know, doing testing um, using cryptocurrencies, especially um, with XLM, but also it, with regards to the CBDCs, I think that that's going to be, you know, that's that's what's coming. That's the big, the big, big thing that we're kind of waiting for is for CBD, CBDCs to put into place. And so I think we're going to start seeing some news about that. Jackie, that's a beautiful transition into our next topic as we got some groundbreaking news yesterday from the leader of the Digital Dollar Project. He said that not only is a CBDC inevitable, it's a matter of when not if, but we got 283 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Johnny Crypto, I wanted to get some really quick comments from you. BlackRock is working with the World Economic Forum right now, and we know that Ripple is an official partner of that group. So I'd love for you to just draw the connections there. Is it safe to say, is this safe to assume that eventually, if somebody were to leverage the World Economic Forum for blockchain technology, that they would choose Ripple because of those connections? 
Well, I mean, you know, this certainly, I've been saying it all the time on this show. I say it all the time. It's not what you know, boys. It's who you know. Yes, sir. That's the bottom line. So that's absolutely, that. there's no question about it. The connections that these groups are forming is, and they're passing, you know, back and forth to each other, work and connect. Yeah, no question about it. There's going to be a higher probability of that happening. So um, I think it's just what I'm curious to kind of figure out is why was Ripple put on a delay, right? They were pretty much shut down for two years. The whole crypto industry got the boom and flourish. And for some reason, they decided to hold, hold. And that's the million dollar question. Why were they held back? What was the purpose? Were they trying to keep it out of people's hands? Did they fall out of flavor with their buddies? Did they have a fight and they're not talking? I don't freaking know that they break was up. Was Ripple getting too powerful for JP yeah. Morgan? You know, who exactly. knows? Exactly. They have to slap them around. <laughs> you know, give them a little fresh one, pow, you know? Put them in their place <laughs> and show me. Hey, you don't listen. This is what happens to you. I, I don't know. I'm not going to say here and lie to you and tell you I know what's going on. All I can tell you is the technology is there to solve the problem. And that's number one. You got to check that box off. But number two, you got to have the connections to the right people or... If you ain't in the club, guess what? Nothing happens. Or could it be? Could it be they knew what was coming? And they might as well get a lick in before they can before it actually happens. Very possible. Because yeah. they were all they all left right afterwards, right? They all had deals, and they all as soon as the lawsuit was filed, they all boned out. Everybody jumped ship. That's so right. Why not? So we can we can postpone this for two years. I can make a couple million on this. I'm not going to take a hit for it. It's going to come around anyways. Let's go ahead and get the money while we can. Because they can't do it once it, once it gets implemented because it's all track. A hundred percent, Billy. And I think something else really interesting is the fact that Ripple right now is already partnered in 55 countries for on-demand liquidity, but they haven't turned on the, they haven't switched the flip, as I like to say, Johnny Crypto, because of everything happening in the United States. And when you look at the official statements from Bank of America just last month, they said when the SEC lawsuit's over, Bank of America is going to be leveraging RippleNet for on-demand liquidity. And when we get a billion trillion dollar institution using this new service, Anybody who's stuck operating in the old system is going to be left behind, Johnny Crypto. So if you just want to paint us our picture, bring us home, and then let's talk a little ex-royalty before the end of the episode. Yeah, you know, I think that there's a perfect example of another another thing that Ripple has done is they said, hey, okay, we're going to go after cross-border payment. But they didn't stop there. They're looking to spread their wings into other areas, right, and coming and creating uh, smart contract capability, NFT marketplace capability. It's brilliant that they're going to actually grow all over. But in the meantime, don't lose sight of what's happened. But while they've been shut down in the U.S., they've been spreading their tentacles all over the rest of the world. And we gave 100%. examples of the other day. They have planted all their seeds. Once they're able to, as Abs likes to say, switch the flip, uh, <laughs> they will be able to then, you know, and what I mean by that is once the lawsuit actually ends and the monkey is off their back, OK, then they'll go and they'll say, OK, now the U.S. is open for business. And man, I would imagine the floodgates are going to open for XRP and you're going to see um, you're going to see a lot of adoption from them. And maybe that, you know, that abs when you'll probably start to see some real price action in the cryptocurrency itself, whereas everybody thinks it's going to happen in the lawsuit and myself and several other influencers. Don't think we're going to give. I don't think we're going to major pop to five or ten dollars like everybody thinks. But when they start getting adoption in the U.S., that to me, my friend, is when I think it's going to bring the kind of uh, appreciation that people want to see. And but just to be clear, Johnny, one of the reasons that we always yeah. talk about the catalyst for growth, right? The catalyst for this massive price adoption that we're going to see with Ripple is the fact that after the resolution, banks are going to be using XRP for on-demand liquidity. It's not going to be this speculative currency where people are buying it, hoping that banks are using it. Eventually, the banks are going to buy XRP and use it to send cross-border payments. And that's when I think we get the $22 XRP, the $13 XRP but a resolution in the lawsuit is not going to cause that catalyst. And actually, I think Waters Above was spot on yesterday. He said he thinks we're going to go to about a dollar, maybe a dollar and 20 cents, and then regress right back to where we started. And if you look at the XRP price chart, that is spot on par for the course. What happens every time we get a little bit of a bull run. We got 295 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Let's get over 300 followers. And Johnny, before we talk a little ex-royalty, I do want to dive into this digital dollar news because I think it's so important. The digital dollar, it's a matter of when, not if, says the policy research director for the digital dollar project, as the Fed is gearing up to launch a central bank digital currency. 
It's more a question of when rather than if a central bank digital currency will be established in the United States, says policy research director of the Digital Dollar Project. CBDCs have made huge leaps in other parts of the world, such as South Korea and Europe. And next year, we could see the European Central Bank move forward to the pilot phase of a digital euro from their development phase. Now, Johnny, we're seeing this all roll out in full effect, and I think it's no coincidence that it's happening while the masses are looking the other direction. But what does it mean to you, my friend, that the digital dollar is officially on the way and it's going to be coming in the next couple of years? Uh, you know, I mean, it means so many things for so many people. And for me, you know, I always kind of look at the bad side of things. And so we know that it's not going to be good for us when it comes. However, on the good side of things, it will it, it will probably be the thing that drives a lot of adoption of blockchain technology for sure, 100 percent. And hopefully with that, the growth of cryptocurrencies and the legitimacy of some cryptocurrencies you have a lot of cryptocurrencies that right now like cryptocurrency like that's the worst word in the world right now you can't even say it you like we tried to do a merlin ad the other day on google like you shut us down like, you can't say the word crypto it's that's it's a bad you know when george Collins came out the list of seven words now it's eight words you can't say the word crypto okay it's just a bad bad word right now and what i think abs is when we get to the point but then again i'm not surprised right because like where's my sheet what do we always say over here, right? This is what we told you the narrative was going to be. I wrote it down so you guys wouldn't forget. They're going to continue to press that crypto is bad so they can bring you CBDCs, which are good, right? So to me, that's just going to... We're going to continue to hear this narrative, Abs, until CBDCs are in place, right? Then when they are, I think at that point, because the blockchain is going to be driving it, we know that for certain blockchains to work, we went over Casper the other day on this show, yep. Casper to work. You actually need to have the cryptocurrency as incentive for the validators to keep the, the blockchains running, right? So there's going to be those, those kind of good cryptos that are going to go. Like and Quant Network, and I don't mean to be able to put a cheap plug in here, but Quant Network is another one. The API, it's essential for the token to be used. So there you go. Yeah, exactly. So for me, it's just going to bring some legitimacy to the good cryptocurrencies and the good blockchain technologies that need. So that's kind of, I try to look for the silver lining in the poison cloud. And that's kind of what I see is, I think the benefit there when a CBDC comes is you'll get some legitimacy and bring some of these cryptos back to life. Johnny, that's and we brought up... Oh, go ahead, Jackie. Really quick, Abs. That's one thing that I want to say. If you look in, in how things are worded in media news articles or how, how people are talking about um, this technology as a whole, uh, a lot of people who don't understand the wording, they they interchange blockchain and cryptocurrency and CBDC altogether. Yeah. If you if you carefully read news articles and, and kind of watch how people are saying things, blockchain is good. CBDC is good. Cryptocurrency all bad. So if you if you listen even I mean gosh like we we've been talking about this and for you know covering news articles. Um What's her name? I'm forgetting. I don't. A, a lot of world leaders, you know, they they say uh, blockchain's here to stay, um, but then they flip flop on the word uh, cryptocurrency. So just you know, listeners, just like just watch for that, um, and you'll see that that people who don't exactly understand or when they're talking about these things, they're they they interchange those words, um, and they're not of equal value. Blockchain is is the technology. Cryptocurrency could either mean, um, you know, a good a good technology or a good developmental um, cryptocurrency, or it could mean a scam. And so they play on those types of words and articles. A thousand percent, Jackie. And this is another example of that right here, Billy. I'd love to get your thoughts. Lipsky said that in light of the implosion of crypto exchange FTX. The issues that some of crypto exchanges face do not extend to central bank digital currencies. And that's just a fancier way of saying CBDC good, crypto bad. But Billy, what does it mean to you that we're seeing all of this CBDC news in 2022? We know ISO protocols go live in 2025. It's, it's all been a part of the plan. It's all they're going to create the problem. They're going to create a solution and then they're going to bring you in the CBDC. Like it's. Man, they've told us every step of the way of what they're doing. Even Jay's been calling out. The, Johnny K has been calling out every step of the way they've been doing, and, and they have not let us down. Um, and you hit the nail on the head. Crypto is bad. CBDC is good. Here's what I will say to people, though. Um, you gotta, you, 
you have to draw a line in the sand of where you're at with crypto and where you're at with stock market and where you're at and with the world and what you're trying to do here. Because either you're trying to make changes in the world or you're trying to make money off of what's coming. Um, a lot of stuff that they're doing, guys, I'm just going to say it's bad. It's not good for us. It, it just it is what it is. We need technology, but maybe not in the form that we need it. Um, I had someone say today that ethically that they wouldn't um, trade a certain stock. And I had to really stop and think about that. Right. Because we do want to do things ethically. But here's what I will say. If I feel like we're going into I call it the slave mentality of crypto CBDC, I want to be the richest slave I can. Right. I'm not in a position where I can change the world. I'm in a position where I can understand it and make my life as comfortable as I can within the world. Do I want to be trading these companies that are unethical and stuff like that? No, I really don't. But I'm here to make money at the end of the day. Am I right? Do we not want to feed our family? Do we not want to get out of the matrix? Well, you have to balance that out. Sometimes you're going to have to play the game. The game is uncomfortable at times. If you know the rules, you know what's being played, then make the best decision that you can. It's not always going to be sunshine, glitter, and fucking unicorn rainbows. It's just not. Sometimes you're going to have to make a bad decision, or not a bad decision, a hard decision under bad circumstances to get the best outcome you can. Right now, we have the ability to change our lives. Investing in probably not so good things, you know, even in the stock market, they're doing a lot of RNA stuff. I don't like CBDCs. Uh, but it's one of those things we understand what's coming. We understand our position in the world. And I want to make my family as comfortable as I can moving forward. Um, so just understand that. Are you an investor? Are you a trader? Are you a world um, trendsetter? Like, wh what are you really trying to do here? And make sure you keep that focus. Johnny, you know what that conversation reminds me of? My friend brought me a really interesting company. I'm sure everyone's familiar with Neuralink, but there's actually a better product out there that it's Bluetooth capability. So you just plug this thing into your ear. You have a little chip that goes in behind your earlobe, and then you basically have internet access through your thoughts. Now, this is something, it makes me uncomfortable, right? I don't necessarily agree with the premise that we would be merging with technology, but as I study more of what's inevitable, AI is going to be replacing human beings when it comes to essential jobs, right? So one of the ways that we can combat that AI is by combining human intelligence with you know this new technology. Now, it's a dark conversation. You can take it a lot of directions, but I think it plays perfectly into the central bank digital currency news, right? We don't necessarily agree with central bank digital currencies or even that XRP is going to be used by people like BlackRock and the World Economic Forum to track transactions and get taxes done even better, but we understand the inevitable. So we may as well put our cards in the right position so that we can profit and provide that freedom to the people we care about. Billy, that's the message that this show is centered around, right? We're learning this information so we can profit and save the people we care about. We got 306 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Johnny Crypto, I know you got a comment, my friend, so the floor is yours. Oh, man, I got so many comments. The first thing is I don't understand. I know how hard it was to hit the sell button when I didn't want to stick to my sell plan, but I don't know why it's so damn hard for people to hit the like button. I'm just so <laughs> I mean, I got 123 likes on 300 listeners. Like, seriously, guys. Like, all you got to do is go to just, like, take your mouse. All right, here's the mouse. Press the damn button and like the freaking thing so other people can see the show. I just don't understand why it's so hard to hit the like button. Now, if you're driving, it's a different story. Don't hit the like button, okay? But uh, anyway, <clears throat> you know, Abs, at the end of the day, you know, I do want to say something. And I'm going to go a little bit off topic here because I think, you know, James brought something up that's so important here. And I know we showed this earlier in the show. And it's funny that he says this comment. You know, I feel like you all found part of your sole purpose hosting this show. And you know what? The reality is that is 100% true, guys. We do this show basically, you know, for, for free for the most part, right? But we do it for, for, for because it's, like he said, I think this is something, it's a passion we all have about this space and this technology and to be able to, to chat about it, something you love and have passion about, and to be able to share that information with a bunch of other folks so we can all grow together is really, really exciting. And I wish something like this was around when I was holding Amazon at $17, you know, but there wasn't. So it's really, really cool. So thank you, James, for that comment. I think you nailed it spot on there. And I didn't mean to go off topic here, Abs, but I just felt that that was such a powerful, you know, for, for them to notice that and to say that, I thought that was very powerful. So thank you, James, for that. We love you guys. We appreciate you. I love this comment here from Tim Zollins. He said, some of us don't hit the like button just because you tell us to. That sounds like me in middle school, my friend. So I can resonate <laughs> with that message. But Jackie, I'd love to get some of your thoughts here. We talked about a lot of interesting news on the show today. But when you talk about Ukraine and the World Economic Forum offering a central bank digital currency, it's inevitable, right? China's going to be launching their first digital asset marketplace. And of course, it's going to be government backed. Now, 
Let's dive into some of the details, and then I'll come right back to you, Jackie, because China's launching its first state-backed non-fungible token marketplace. Now, what's really interesting about the language in this document is they continue to call it an NFT marketplace, but it's actually illegal to use the term NFTs in China. Earlier this month, a Chinese court revealed that digital assets have similar property rights to items sold on e-commerce sites, which could be seen as a major milestone for their protection. We're watching China create a centralized way of getting involved in the NFT space, and I think we're going to see this around the world, Jackie. Is this something we're going to need to actively combat, or is this just the new normal that NFTs, cryptocurrencies, everything's going to become government back and centralized? Yeah. So again, with the wording, um, they don't they don't want to call it an NFT, but they're using they're using digital assets. So this is the thing to look out for, guys. Um, right. You know, the same thing. I mean, CBDCs, they're a, they're a digital currency. They're a cryptocurrency. Um, uh, what was I? I was going off on a tangent with that. But yeah, I think eventually, you know, it'll take time for all of this stuff to be um backed by government and things like that um insured and all that stuff you know that that is definitely down down the road um for right now and that's why i i understand that that's why most people are hesitant to jump in um to cryptocurrencies and things like that but you know it goes right back to what johnny and billy were saying about about the ethics and about positioning themselves in something that they see that's coming i had a i had a similar conversation with someone um, over Christmas when they, I was actually, um, I was actually getting as a little story, uh, some gifts and they were, they are like a customizable shop. That's what they do. And so they looked up was, I was trying to get our logo on some stuff and they looked up our company and they were like, Oh, well, you didn't tell us that you work for a cryptocurrency company, you know? And all of a sudden, all of a sudden there was like an air of like, like, ooh, you know, like, well, Jackie, you, you basically told them you're a criminal, so I'm not surprised. Right, right. Well, gosh, after everything that's been said, <laughs> after everything that's been said in the news as of lately, but yeah, so I, they said, well, why didn't you say that? And I was like, well, because all of a sudden now there's a conflict, you know, when before I was saying, when I, I, I addressed it as we help, um, I always say financial self-development is what I say. So it's wording, right. but then, you know, and then we got into the conversation of this, some of people's biggest issues um, with cryptocurrency right now is because it's not ethical. You know, why would you support people like BlackRock or, or all these big um, institutions that are jumping into cryptocurrency? Well, you have to, you have to consider ethics like on your own, like you, you know, you you can't be a fence sitter um, if if you're jumping into crypto and then you're not willing to back some other cryptocurrencies or things like that. I mean, you, that's just a personal choice where you have to decide, you know, uh, in and of yourself. I mean, if the, none of this is for you, then why are you, you know, why are you living in the city or, you know, you should be living out in the woods, like not touching, not touching electricity, not touching this or that because it's bad for you. Essentially. I'm on my way. But yeah, right. <laughs> so anyway, that's kind of off on a tangent, but I kind of wanted to jump back again. Um, and I know that probably doesn't make sense to a lot no, of No, that was great, Jackie. And you brought up something cool, yeah. which was like government-backed entities are now becoming the new norm. And this is another example of that. The platform will be run by three state-owned and private entities, including China's Technology Exchange and Art Exhibitions of China, which are both government-backed. Now, Huban Digital, a private company, according to a Chinese report state media outlet, daily China. So uh, I got a little confused there. So that third company is actually not government backed, but two of the three companies running this NFT marketplace, Johnny, are government backed entities. Now, Billy, we only got a couple of minutes left. Why don't you give us some cliff notes here? Why should we not allow China to run a government backed blockchain and play these games? Uh, number one, the fact that it's China <laughs> and number two, that they're the crazy, like they've been wanting to destroy us for a long time, man. Um, they want to destroy the Western civilization. To have China backed on anything government-based, we didn't elect those fuckers. I mean, it's, why would I want the Chinese government based on anything um, that we're doing? Unless I'm just read that totally wrong. I don't want China based on anything that we're doing. Like, we can't even go over there and see what happened with the labs. Like, we, we, they don't let us do anything. Yeah. Yet they come over here, they own so much of our land. And it has nothing to do with the Chinese people, the Chinese Anything it has to do with the government, right? I don't like our government just as much as I don't like their fucking government because they're all corrupt. And now, you know, I feel like Biden is bad with them. And the fact that all this is happening, um, it just it lends more into I'm more of a conservative, conservative person. I'm not a Republican. I'm not a Democrat, but I'm conservative. I don't want government in anything that I do. 
um, especially foreign governments, foreign governments that have even said they want our way of life to, to not be like the way it is and want it to be like theirs. I mean, you're talking about people, lock their people in their apartments, lock people in their, in their, um, in their buildings, in their jobs while this, they're trying to get to zero COVID. If you're willing to do that and media, look what happens to their media. They can't even say anything. It's a, it's a state ran media type deal. So if you don't think their government's going to take that type of action here, if they got in place, you would be fooling yourself. Like you would literally be lying to yourself. 100% 100% Billy. Thank you so much. And we got 269 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Even if you don't want to do us a favor. But before we play the extra LT ad, Johnny, I just wanted to make one quick point about the Bitcoin price chart. This is the 200 week moving average, this black line here. And for the first time ever in the 13 years, got to mute you right. I'm getting a crazy echo. Uh, for the first time ever in 13 years, we've crossed below this line and we're actually trading below this line for several, several months. So this could be a possible, you know, concern as we break downward. But with that being said, Johnny, once you get that in, feel free to play that X royalty ad and let's talk about it. Well, for us, well, first of all, Abs, remember not to ask anybody to like the show because apparently our, our 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 viewers don't like when you ask them to like it. But I'm just I can't kidding. help it. I can't help it. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. All right, here we go. Let's roll this beautiful trailer. Guys, we have 12 days, 11 hours, 49 minutes, and 44 seconds to become a king or queen. Don't miss your opportunity to go there. There's 4,444 4, tokens. Each one, each uh, each NFT will cost $500 in XRP, um, and there's a total of 8,000 people there. So with that said, Jackie, I'm just going to kick it over to you real quick, but here is the light paper if you want to walk people through it or take them through what the deal is there. So Jackie, one of the things I wanted to emphasize is why this is really, really cool. So one of the opportunities, actually, I'm going to give you the floor and then I'll just add to whatever you say. Sorry. Oh no, you're totally fine. Um, I'll just say guys, uh, if you are in the community, um, we're answering questions about this today um, on our next call. So, which will be right after the show. Um, but X royalty is going to be big. You know, if you want to, and this, this is not um, something that, you know, we're trying to shill or anything on the show. This is something strictly for our community and people who desire to roll along with uh, the 3T Warrior Academy. All of the utility that is coming here is like with what we bring here on the show, our research, our knowledge. It dives even deeper when you join into our academy and get into our project here. We have courses regarding cryptocurrency, regarding stocks. Um, Billy has a day trading course. Andrew has a investing for the long-term course. Airbnb course as well. We have an Airbnb course. We have a 120-day challenge that deals with mindset, um, nutrition, and fitness. And so all of those things, you know, that's all wrapped into a bundle. That's what we offer with the 3T Academy. It even goes even further with this project. So if you like the types of things that you're seeing with our team, with you're seeing with Coach JV, you know, that's this is what we decided of how to bring it about to the masses. So I know a lot of people are like, oh, why are you trying to do a cash grab, you know, in the middle of a bear market? This is not a cash grab. Um, if you don't want to get into the project, don't get into the project. If you don't want to join the Academy, don't join the Academy. I mean, it's a personal choice. Um, but this is what we can bring, uh, to you guys and how we, you know, we want to bring more utility and more knowledge and, um, you know, bring it into web three. And so, yeah. And Jackie, if I could add one more thing, I feel like right now it's one of those things where, of course, getting into a project like this in the beginning, it may seem, well, well, why are you launching it during a bear market? That's when you get involved in a project like this because NFTs like this are only going to become more important going forward. And I know we didn't get a chance to cover it. Fidelity, NFTs are going to become a centerpiece for banking. But when you talk about NFTs with real world use cases that allow you to get into communities like this, we're early. We are early on that front. And I think in three to four years, this is going to become the norm. An NFT application is going to be the standard for being a part of a group or an organization. And we took the initiative to get ahead of the ball on that. Johnny, we got about five seconds left. Close us out here and I'll bring us home. I would just say when you look at something that has real utility, it doesn't matter when you buy it. It doesn't matter if it's a beer or bull market. If you look at the tier and the features here, and these are things that resonate with you and you want to be part of this, 
it does. It's not a cash grab. This is a way to get into the community and get access to value of things you enjoy. But I know we're out of time, so I'll yes. shut up and I'll let you end the show. You're the best, Johnny. You know me so well. I want to say thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Johnny Crypto. Thank you to Jackie. And thank you to Billy, the chart master. We got 256 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We'll see you guys in 23 hours. And like we always say, Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us.